Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It is great to have you here with us. As again, today's show is brought to you by NetSuite. Check out NetSuite.com for all the great detail. On our show today, Duke basketball beats number one Gonzaga last Friday night, 84-81. We'll discuss that as the Duke football season also came to a close. And David Cutcliffe is out as Duke football's head coach. I'll give you the latest on all of that on today's program. I'm JJ Jackson. I am the host of this podcast. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Next week, we've got a Mailbag Monday. So one week from today, I answer all of your questions any of them that you've got in the Duke Athletics world about this Duke football coach situation, the men's basketball team, whatever it may be, I answer your questions. Send those to me right now on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils or send it to us via email. LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com is where you can send your questions over there. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's show. This is Locked on Blue Devils. What a win. What a win it was for Duke basketball. 84-81 on Friday night against Gonzaga. Duke is now 7-0, and and as of today, Monday, November 29th, the newest AP poll came out, and Duke is now the number one team in the country. Duke was number five. Gonzaga was number one. Well, now Duke is the top team in the land as they are 7-0 and on the season. Gonzaga was an 8.5-point favorite on this game plate in Las Vegas, but Duke is victorious with the three-point victory over the Bulldogs. What a fun contest it was, as Wendell Moore Jr., Paolo Bancaro, Mark Williams were my big-time playmakers, my stars of the game. Wendell Moore Jr., 20 points, six assists, six rebounds. Paolo Bancaro had 21 points and five rebounds. Mark Williams had 17 points, nine rebounds, and five blocks. Terrific game for Mark William. On Friday, we chatted with Andy Patton, the host of Locked on Zags, to preview the game and so much of our conversation and the conversation nationally was about the matchup between Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren. Those two guys are the top two recruits in college basketball their season. They're also projected to be two of the top three picks in the NBA draft coming up at the end of this season. Paolo Bancaro was the big story in the first half. He was sensational. He scored 20 of his 21 points in half number one. Nobody could stop him. He was hitting pull-up threes. He was getting to the rim. He was dunking on people. He was just a mismatch for everybody that Gonzaga tried to put on him. Duke did a fairly nice job of limiting Chet Holmgren as well. And so Paolo was outstanding at halftime. The entire country was tweeting about how amazing this guy was, how NBA scouts had to be salivating over what they saw out of Paolo Bancaro. And I certainly was feeling the same way. He was getting me so hyped watching him play. Amazing performance from Paolo. In the second half, however, much like in the Kentucky game to start the year, cramps became a big issue. Cramping. Oh, my gosh. The Duke basketball team made you so nervous, made you think that they were going to find a way to lose that game after playing so well in the first half for something like cramping to be an issue. Needed a, a pickle juice special or something like that to make this team 
come out on the better end of things. Paolo able to tough it out. Only made one point, though, in the second half on a free throw. Wendell Moore Jr. had some cramping issues versus Kentucky. Seemed like he was getting a little bit tight down the stretch versus Gonzaga. In these big-time games with so many people watching, in, in humidity in the arenas and that sort of thing, again, a sold-out crowd, over-capacity crowd at T-Mobile Arena. Get this, 20,389 people. So a lot of people cramping can become a factor, and it was the case for Wendell Moore Jr. and Paolo Banquero, but Duke still able to find a way to win. Yeah, those 20,389 people that were in attendance at T-Mobile Arena made for the largest college basketball game ever played in Las Vegas. Pretty cool that that ended up being the case. Stars were out on hand as Brooks Kepka and Floyd Mayweather were sitting side by side. Of course, Floyd Mayweather of boxing fame, Brooks Kepka, a four-time major winner on the PGA Tour, and of course had the match on uh, Friday versus Bryson DeChambeau. You know, Capital One does the match. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning have been in the event before. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, a couple of people have played in the events like that. This one was just Brooks Kepka versus Bryson DeChambeau. It was played early on Friday, and then they were able to come over and watch that game, and Brooks Kepka took pictures with the team in the locker room after the game when Duke wins by a score of 84-81. to 81. Duke did a good job shooting uh, from outside, 7 of 23, a better performance than we've seen so far this season, and defense again won the game for Duke. They forced 18, no, check that, 17 turnovers of Gonzaga in the contest on Friday compared to just eight for the Duke Blue Devils, and they attacked the rim. They forced Gonzaga to foul them, to get the Bulldogs in foul trouble. Duke shot 25 free throws, Made 15 of them. All right, 60%. That's not good. We've got to improve that number. But making 15 when Gonzaga only attempted 11, that's a good spot to be in. Gonzaga was 7 of 11 from the free throw line. Duke lost the rebounding battle 42 to 31. It didn't matter. They still found a way to win the basketball game, and that's such a big positive for this Duke basketball team. As again, now they turn their attention to tomorrow night, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. They're taking on Ohio State in Columbus, the first true road game of the season for Duke. A 9.30 p.m. Eastern tip-off on ESPN. Ohio State is 4-2 on the season. The first game of the season for Ohio State, they needed a last-second shot to beat Akron at home by one. Yeah, that would have been lousy for Ohio State out of the gates. They were a top-20 team in the country, but because of their poor play at the start of the year, they have fallen out of the top-25 rankings. Last week, Ohio State beat number 21, Seton Hall, and then lost at the buzzer to number 23, Florida. So a couple of top 25 games for Ohio State a week ago. This one a little bit different, as now they welcome the number one team in the country. Excited that on tomorrow's show, Jay Stevens, he's the host of Locked on Buckeyes. He's going to be with us. We're going to do a crossover episode to preview that big game in the ACC and Big Ten Challenge. Wanted to mention also the play of Trevor Keels. And Jeremy Roach versus Gonzaga on Friday night. Heels six points, Roach nine points. Those guys, you want to guess their shooting numbers? Five of 24 from the floor combined. One of nine from three-point range. Pretty lousy shooting numbers from both Trevor Keels and Jeremy Roach. Trevor Keels always looks so confident and comfortable out there on the floor. There's a good bit of the Duke fan base that's not too thrilled with Jeremy Roach's play. So far this season, I'm okay with it. He's definitely better than he was a year ago. You'd love to see a little bit more out of him offensively, but that's just going to have to come with time. 
Trevor Keels is always going to find himself on the floor because of his elite defensive ability. We saw that on full display again versus Gonzaga. But yeah, those two combined to shoot 5 of 24 from the floor, 1 of 9 from three-point range. In a tough road game like you're going to have tomorrow night versus Ohio State and certainly an ACC play, your jump shooters have to be able to make shots to create some separation in games like that. So hopefully this Duke basketball team is able to find a little bit of difference and a little bit of pace. Wendell Moore Jr., though, again, 20 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. My favorite player so far this year, a true captain in his junior year. He knows what it's like to be a part of the brotherhood, to play basketball for Coach K. He has been an incredible leader and so much fun to watch. What a win for Duke basketball, 84-81 over Gonzaga. Duke, our Duke Blue Devils, the number one team in the country. How sweet it is. Coming up next, Duke football had their season finale versus Miami. I'll tell you about it after this on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can come up and win 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize pick allows mixed sport entries as you can combine football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back into the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this program. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Thank you so much for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen when it comes to everything going on in the world of Duke athletics. All right, so we take a look at what's going on with Duke football. They had their season finale this past weekend on Saturday versus Miami. The Hurricanes, it was the final ACC game for Duke. It wasn't close. They lost by a score of 47-10. to 10. I will tell you, however, that Duke led by a score of 3-0, a Charlie Ham field goal. Then Miami drove the length of the field had a field goal themselves to tie the game back up at three. And on the ensuing kickoff, Jalen Stinson had a 94-yard return for a touchdown to give Duke a 10-3 lead. So Duke did have a 10-3 lead. Jalen Simpson had his second kickoff return for a touchdown of the season. First player to do that for Duke since 2019. So really not too long ago, just two seasons ago. Duke trailed 30-10 at halftime and then ultimately lost the game 47-10 to in that one. Duke finishes the season with a 3-9 record. They are 0-8 in ACC competition. You'd love to see that improve in the years to come, as it's been 13 straight ACC losses for the Duke football program. 13 straight ACC losses for Duke football. The story in this one was Mateo Durant. We talked about it going into the game how Mateo was 64 yards shy 
of becoming the all-time leader in single-season rushing yards for Duke. He finished with 68. He got it. He got the record. Mateo Durant, 1,241 yards rushing on the season. Again, 1,241 yards rushing on the season. He breaks a record held by Steve Jones, who set it back in 1972, a record that stood nearly 50 years. Mateo Durant, the all-time single-season rushing leader in the history of Duke football. What a bright spot to an otherwise pretty pedestrian, pretty pathetic, pretty lousy Duke football season. To give you an idea of how uncompetitive this football game was, Duke finished with 219 yards of total offense. 219 yards of total offense. Yikes. Miami finished with 530 yards of total offense. Gunnar Holmberg, 20 of 33 for 148 yards passing with an interception. Uh, Not the best performance for Gunnar Holmberg who had some injury concerns throughout the season, towards the end of it at least, so what not the best day for him. Jake Bobo, Jalen Calhoun played uh, some more football for Duke. They both had over 30 yards receiving. I think one had 33, one had 32, so fairly significant numbers. But Jake Bobo, what a leader he is for this Duke program. He's been there. Cutcliffe has praised his leadership all season long, and so, yeah, looking forward to seeing what's next for Jake uh, Jake Bobo, I should say. Almost called him Jake Football. That'd be a good nickname for him with how much he loves the sport. Daquan Johnson, a career-high 13 tackles. One forced fumble defensively for Duke. Chaka Hayward had 10 tackles. So Daquan Johnson and Chaka Hayward, the only two Blue Devils in the double digits tackle category. As the season has come to a close, today we have learned that uh, two players, no, three, three players at least, and many more possibly could come, but Lummy Young, the fourth on the defensive side of the football, and then Jake Bobo, and Gunnar Holmberg have entered the transfer portal. They are going to look to play football elsewhere. Bobo has one more year of eligibility. He did play four years at Duke, did graduate, but because of COVID-19, gains an extra year of eligibility. He's entering the transfer portal. And then Gunnar Holmberg was athletically only a sophomore this year, but had already graduated from Duke. He has also entered the transfer portal, so we will see what's next for the Duke quarterback. Holmberg, Bobo, Lummy Young the fourth. Three guys who have all entered the transfer portal. As Miami defeats Duke 47-10, Duke finishes the regular season 3-9 overall, 0-8 in ACC play. Coming up in our final segment today, we learned on Sunday that David Cutcliffe were relieved of his duties after a separation with Duke University. I'll tell you about it next. NetSuite, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, Your hat falls over your eye. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for a special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system 
for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are certainly missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-sugar, low-fat, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a whole new limited-time flavors every three to four days, so check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back into the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. I proudly serve as the host of this program. David Cutcliffe and Duke agree on a separation as it brings his 14 seasons with the Blue Devils to a close. Cutcliffe had 77 wins in his 14 years. Six bowl game appearances, leading the Duke Blue Devils, including three bowl game victories. December 15th, 2007. That's the day to know. December 15th, 2007, David Cutcliffe was hired as the head football coach for Duke University. He took over a program that won eight total games over the previous five years. Cutcliffe took over a program that won eight total games over the previous five years. Think about that. He led Duke football to their first bowl game victory since 1961. Had an eight-game winning streak in 2013. That was the longest winning streak in Duke football since 1941. Two first-round picks in his time leading the Duke Blue Devils. Lakin Tomlinson, the offensive lineman in 2014, and the quarterback Daniel Jones to the New York Giants in 2019. A two-time ACC Coach of the Year 2013 ACC Coastal Division Championship and, of course, a 2013 National Coach of the Year Award for David Cutcliffe, who is done. He's out as the Duke football head coach at 67 years old. You would think retirement is possibly next. We know that that had been kind of rumored and speculated. Duke hasn't been to a bowl game since 2018, and as we said on the last segment, they've now lost 13 straight. ACC games, no matter what way you looked at it, it was just fairly evident that it was time for a change, and that's exactly what the Duke Blue Devils and Duke Athletic Department decided to do. Let me give you a quote here from David Cutcliffe. After some detailed and amiable discussions with Nina King, we mutually decided that it is the right time for change in the leadership of Duke football. Karen and I have loved our time in Durham. Duke University will always hold a special place in our hearts. To our current and former players, please know how much joy you've brought to our lives. To all of our coaches and staff, many who have been with us for 14 years, you will always have our love and respect. I want to thank Dick Broadhead for the opportunity to come here. I'm very thankful for Kevin White and Nina King and their leadership. I can't say thank you enough for all the faithful alumni and friends that gave us an opportunity to build and win here. I'm not sure just yet what the future will look like, but I'm looking forward to some family time to reflect a bit on the past and see what the future holds. End quote from David Cutcliffe, who is out as the Duke football head coach. Nina King with a comment, quote, we are extremely grateful for David's leadership over the past 14 seasons. He lifted our program to unprecedented heights 
both on and off the field while maintaining the core values of the university, and we would not be more appreciative. We could not be more appreciative of his mentorship of every student athlete who played for Duke during his tenure. David and Kieran have been tremendous ambassadors of Duke University and the Durham community, and we wish them, along with their family, all the best going forward, end quote. Trooper Taylor is the associate head coach for Duke football. He's been on the staff since 2019, a former national champion assistant coach with the Auburn Tigers in 2010 when Cam Newton was their quarterback. Trooper Taylor has been named the interim head coach for Duke football. A couple of candidates to be on the lookout for that are going to get rumored. Uh, I'd be on the lookout for Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. He's been a guy that's been in the coaching carousel talks over the past few seasons. Will Healy from Charlotte, the 49ers head coach, is someone that uh, I've mentioned on this program before. Really big fan of his. He's young, has a whole lot of energy. Charlotte did take a step back this year at 5-7, and seven, but I do think it's worth having a conversation with Will Healy. And then Jeff Monken from Army. And yes, I know Coach K, the Army connection, that sort of thing. No, Jeff Monken has done just a great job at Army, and I think it'd be awesome to kind of bring somebody with his energy, his insight, his uh, abilities into that Duke football program. As we learn more about this coaching search, we'll be, of course, uh, the first to update you on everything going on. And thank you again for listening to Locked On Blue Devils. Busy, busy day. Duke basketball, major win on Friday night over Gonzaga. Final game of the season for Duke football. And then David Cutcliffe and Duke University agree on separation. His time as the Blue Devils head coach is over. That's going to about wrap up our program. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you like and subscribe to our podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Blue Devils as soon as it's out each and every day. One week from today, we've got Mailbag Monday coming up, so any questions that you have, I want to answer them on Mailbag Monday. Send them to me on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils or send an email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. Now make sure you check out the Locked On ACC podcast with Candace Cooper for a complete breakdown of the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.